uh, nonetheless, if the Mets, I think if they win Game Five, they're going to close it out in six games. I I think that I would have to agree with you too. I can't I can't imagine the Mets losing two in a row uh, if they are able to win uh, this Game Five tomorrow night. But uh, that's going to about wrap things up for this edition of Extra Points. So we remind you to tune into the Daily Sports Report at 5.15 tomorrow right here on WCBN. So for Tony Bolton and Lincoln Bohm, I'm Steve Schuster saying good night and go blue. You are listening to your home for Michigan Athletics. 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Locate us on the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain. Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambellini, he'll shoot. Save there, and the rebound comes to Hunwick. Six seconds remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. You are listening to the number one source for Michigan sports, WCBN 88.3 FM Ann Arbor. If you are an undergraduate who would like to get involved with the sports department, email us at sports at wcbn.org. Well, uh, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Dick Whaley, a very hungover Dick Whaley. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, yeah, we had an anniversary party at one of the local sports bars, and I celebrated the Tiger-Michigan uh, uh, romp on uh, Saturday last night. Uh, pretty rare to be drinking on Sunday, but ah, oh, well. you only live once. Indeed. That's and my motto. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll be uh, coming back as a uh, a tank, uh, reincarnated as a tank uh, in Iraq. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I got tanked last night. Well, they can always be refitted. Refitted. And, of course, uh, right of the, the Tigers, it'll be interesting to see if they... Uh, Play the Cardinals. That was actually my first World Series as a kid. I used to run home from school to watch the uh, World Series when it was on in the afternoon. I wish huh. they would uh, bring that back. I, I realize that. that the ratings are, you know, important for the night people, but baseball really is uh, about the kids. It's our national pastime, and as the saying goes, there are better sports than baseball, but there is no better game because you always see something unique in every game. But we'll uh, maybe we'll see snow in the World Series. We probably will, actually. Uh, that's one of the things I don't like about this. Uh, the season is just too long. They should cut it off in mid-September, I think, to get these uh, playoff games in and proper weather. Uh, but anyway. It's all revenue because you can say the same thing about the Stanley Cup playoffs, which, of course, should be finished by May, but stretch on into June, and uh, the ice is no good anymore in June. And it's very interesting, by the way. I don't revenue, know if you, revenue. you heard about this, but one of the Fox uh, color commentators was fired uh, after uh, some sort of questionable comments 
that apparently he had a little bit of a history of. And it'll be interesting to see how the Fox News uh, network handles uh, the fact that Steve Lyons was canned uh, sort of abruptly, uh, apparently on Friday night, for some strange comments about wallets. Um, but we won't get into that. I'm sure Bill O'Reilly is uh, poised and at the ready to poised and at the ready to uh, try and claim liberals or somehow behind the firing of, of a Fox News sportscaster. <coughs> Very weird. Uh, but well. then, of course, uh, you know this uh, apparently has been one of the deadliest uh, uh, days in Iraq in quite some time. Uh, I heard on the late news uh, today that uh, so far 58 Americans have died this month in Iraq. One of the, uh, yeah, apparently uh, on pace to be the third deadliest uh, month, and uh, it appears that by the uh, before the election that uh, more American soldiers will have died in Iraq than uh, Americans died in 9/11. There are rumors, of course, that Bush uh, will not withdraw uh, troops from Iraq. Uh, well, the Iraq Study Group is suggesting that uh, withdrawal is an alternative, which of course is so obvious. The that it uh, we're we're in the, the world of twilight reality when such an obvious statement becomes an alternative, which of course has been on the table from the get go. Yeah, and we had these uh, spectacular um, studies out this week about casualties. Um, one is this uh, Lancet uh, British study in in collaboration with John Hopkins uh, Bloomberg School of Public Health. I am a little skeptical that the overall figure is six hundred. Well, I'll read this just from the uh, uh, just because it's an amazing. Uh, they basically are claiming that 601,207 Iraqis are dead from violence between March of 2003 and July 2006. I don't think it's that high, but I do think it's much higher than the so-called 50,000 that uh, uh, General Case, I th- actually I think his name is Casey, um, claimed that. That was the number he'd been looking at. Hadn't seen anything above that, but uh, that number strikes me as a bit low. Uh, I think it's very clear that uh, at least a quarter of a million uh, people have died in in violence in Iraq. And, of course, the increased sectarian violence is just uh, further evidence that, uh, to quote Bob Woodward's uh, book, that Bush is in a state of denial about what's really going on there. Uh, it's pretty frightening when you hear a report that he uh, will not withdraw troops, even if uh, his only two remaining supporters are Laura Bush and Barney, his dog. I don't know if Barney, the cartoon figure, uh, is going to remain a Bush supporter. <laughs> Do you mean Barney Gumble, the habitual drunkard on The Simpsons, or uh, Barney the Dinosaur? Biner, Barney the Dinosaur. Uh, I think that turned out to be Rush Limbaugh in the end. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, you mentioned sectarian violence, and of course, an e- extremely uh, nasty weekend in Baghdad. Here's a small uh, article on, you know, deep in the uh, today's Financial Times, quite interesting and a little bizarre. It's headlined, Call for Sunni State in Iraq. A video posted on the Internet yesterday in the name of one of Iraq's largest insurgent groups called for the creation of a separate Sunni Islamic state in the country. If authentic, it could indicate a shift in strategy for parts of the Sunni Arab insurgency. Uh, This is unusual, and I'll step away from the article for a second here uh, to jump down a few paragraphs. Um, 
It is rarely clear whether Internet statements represent a coherent stance by insurgents or a splinter group, or indeed if they are authentic at all. But if a separate state is now a goal of radical Sunni Islamist guerrillas, it puts them at odds with the mainstream Sunni politicians and many other insurgent groups. They tend to look askance at partition, which they claim... And rightfully so, because it's uh, true if you look at the map, it would uh, deprive their oil-poor central Iraqi heartland of resources. Mm -hmm. So this really is a bizarre and somewhat mysterious development because, of course, in whose interests is it that there be a separate Sunni uh, homeland state? Um, The article concludes with this interesting language. Sectarian violence flared over the weekend. What did it do? It flared. It did not calm or get better. It flared. Um, Police announcing yesterday that suspected Shia militiamen had killed 42 Sunnis in the Balad region, north of the capital. Killings were apparent retaliation for the deaths of 17 Shia, whose bodies were found on Friday. Okay, civil war? Is it civil war? Come on. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and... and This is clearly beyond just simple sectarian violence, which is just a euphemism for civil war anyway. Yeah, and we've been pointing out to the president that uh, there's been an incipient civil war going on uh, for quite some time, um, and the United States continues to be in denial about this. I think that Juan Cole, by the way, uh, who, who's actually uh, on the uh, news hour tonight as an analyst, uh, has some very uh, wise comments about the uh, inability of the United States to... Uh, really level with with uh, the, the parties in Iraq. I mean, the, the open idea of a partition, by the way, is an idea that was floated by Leslie Gelb several years ago in a pretty interesting article in the uh, New York Review of Books. And this has been picked up, interestingly, by uh, Joe Biden, who is a ranking member of this uh, minority, a Democrat senator from Delaware, who allegedly may be running for president. But he's apparently adopted this partition concept. Um, And that may end up, at the end of the day, being where this all goes. Uh, How you incorporate uh, oil revenue into a a Sunni state, I think, is the big uh, issue. But there's been some rather remarkable developments in northern Iraq over the last couple of weeks with violence. Indeed, Kurdish groups. And, of course, Iraq is resource-rich, north and south. In the center, there's nothing but archaeology. Yeah, and violence, because, of course, these are the areas uh, that that are the most violent uh, in terms of Of course, the capital city, uh, but uh, this is not unusual. And the capital city is just a total mess. And when you have the uh, head of the British uh, Iraq uh, force, I can't remember his name, but he had some comments over the weekend uh, that are pretty remarkable. He basically is admitting that we have to quickly get out of Iraq. Uh, Of course, he's speaking on behalf of the British. And it would seem very clear that uh, once Tony Blair uh, steps down as uh, Labor uh, Prime Minister, he apparently is uh, sort of biding his time for yet one more year. Um, that probably is what's going to happen, uh, because I think the British British support for the war is even uh, less than America, and America's support is just declining daily uh, because of the incomprehensible of Ameri- uh, in- incomprehensibility of American foreign policy. Real quickly, another casualty study that didn't get quite as much attention is this very interesting VA um, report regarding disability. Uh, We have noted in the past that the estimated VA costs 
from this uh, war will probably be somewhere around $250 billion, uh, making the total cost of this Iraq uh, debacle uh, well over half a trillion. And I keep wondering uh, during this uh, political debate season when we're going to get some honest uh, truth-telling about the deficits that have been created by Mr. Bush. Uh, Once again, the Bush comes out, makes some sort of comment. We'll just give him a brain damage award for claiming that there's been progress on the deficit. This is false. They are taking Social Security revenue and offsetting the fact that the operating uh, deficit of America is well over $500 billion in uh, recent years. And this VA study is uh, remarkable. Just a quote from Scott Shane's article in the New York Times about it. He writes that nearly, uh, this is dated from the 11th of October, uh, nearly one in five soldiers leaving the military after serving in Iraq and Afghanistan has been at least uh, partly disabled as a result of service, according to documents uh, of the uh, Department of Veteran Affairs obtained by a Washington research group. A number of veterans granted disability compensation, more than 100,000 to date, suggests that taxpayers have only begun to pay the long-term financial costs of the two conflicts. About 567,000 of the 1.5 million American troops who have served so far have been discharged. Um, It goes on to write, uh, continue, um, about 2.6 million veterans were receiving disability compensation as of 2005, according to testimony to Congress by the VA, the largest uh, of these recipients, by the way, is from the Vietnam era of the uh, 1.1 million who have served in the Middle East during the Persian Gulf Wars of 1991. 291,740 have been granted disability compensation. Uh, So this gives you an idea of the hidden cost of of the war uh, to the American taxpayer. And when we continue to hear that our economy is booming uh, because of tax cuts... Uh, This is a standard Republican line in almost every uh, congressional Senate gubernatorial race, and that these tax cuts need to be permanent. I would recommend that there be a surcharge uh, basically levied onto the red states, uh, since they are so enthusiastic in their support of our current president. Um, These financial uh, costs from the, the war itself are just staggering, to say the least. Well, and potentially you're, you consider the human costs, too, in, in ruined lives yeah. and, and broken families, and we're potentially looking at the next wave of homelessness. I mean, uh, look at what happened to the loyal soldiers of uh, Napoleon when uh, things went bad there, and uh, you get the street filled with... Uh, handicapped and crippled soldiers. And it's interesting, by the way, of the frequency of disorders as of June. 42% are characterized as muscle and bone, 35% mental, 31 digestive, and 29 uh, nervous system. wonder what the digestive problem is. is maybe it's all that bacon they're, they're serving <laughs> in the green zone. <laughs> Over in the green zone. Also known as the other white meat zone. The pork zone. A couple other brain damage awards here to uh, administer. Several, actually, but uh, I guess we'll do this one first, because this, to me, is, as a guy who was born and raised in Michigan, I've been to a few places around the world. I 
still think Michigan's the coolest place to live. I love it here. If you seek a pleasant peninsula, look about you. Mm-hmm. But keep your head down low, because now for the first time in 189 years, there will be live fire, military fire on the Great Lakes. The Coast Guard, under the rubric of Homeland Security, has made the move towards the establishment of permanent live fire shooting zones for training purposes. Wonderful. Using 7.62 millimeter weapons, which can blast as many as 650 rounds a minute and send fire more than 4,000 yards. Well, the Coast Guard and the good people of Homeland Security are assuring us that the zones will be clearly marked off and that they're outside of fishing zones and commercial zones and so forth. They also assure the people, uh, this was leaked out, by the way, they were hoping to start this, um, without much uh, ballyhoo about it. In fact, it was so secret that a lot of uh, Canadian governors um, who are, or excuse me, Canadian mayors on, uh, of cities on the Great Lakes are just finding out about it now in their newspapers mm-hmm. like the rest of us. Um, the Coast Guard assures us that the lead content of the bullets will not be an environmental factor. Who knows if they're using depleted uranium? I would doubt that, I would hope, but uh, you never know. And if you look at the map in uh, the article in today's Times, you can see these little blocked-off trapezoid regions all throughout the Great Lakes. This is insanity. I mean, oh, yeah. militarizing the Great Lakes is nothing but window dressing. It's a display of... We're ready. We're ready. There's no way a terror attack is going to... I mean, what is there? You know, the fudge shops on Mackinac Island? Is Al-Qaeda going to hit America in the fudge shop? I don't think so. Well, you never know when those wascally Canadians may uh, decide to invade. But, yeah, no, that's the the thing that's so troubling about that. And, of course, yet another... uh Example of the Department of Homeland Security is really an oxymoron. Um, it's fresh water, dude. Twenty percent <laughs> uh, of the world's fresh water is in the Great Lakes. Why on earth we would want to further pollute our fresh water uh, with the uh, military training exercises? For what purpose? Um, it sort of reminds me of James Talent in uh, Missouri promising voters that uh, he was going to push for naval jobs, and I thought Missouri. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's in the heartland. Yeah, and on NPR, they're talking about the security concerns of people from Missouri. I thought, my God, how paranoid are Americans? You're living in the center of a massive continent, virtually the epicenter of North America, and you feel insecure. I mean, you're in Missouri. Yeah, you're in Missouri, and I I don't know, the Missouri River probably isn't navigable by uh, any Saddam Hussein uh, dinghies, but uh, American... um, uh, intelligence is uh, never to be underestimated. H.L. Uh, Mencken once said something along those lines. And, yeah, it's it's just remarkable why even Homeland Security would even be involved in something right. like this. Um, the Pentagon, of course, has polluted lots of uh, other pristine areas of, of the world with all of their military training. Indeed. In fact, when I saw it in this article that these live fire shooting zones are ho- hoped to be, by the Coast Guard, permanent it made me wonder if, oh, are they replacing the, what was it, Vieques in Puerto Rico? Mm-hmm. The kind of coastal area there that was used routinely for naval bombardment practice? Bizarre. And so, a, let's bring it over the Great Lakes. Yeah, and apparently there's also, of course, a, a, a decent amount of contamination around Hawaii, uh, which, of course, has been in the news uh, this weekend due to the earthquake. Um, but, yeah, this is, uh, well, 
Homeland Security, heck of a job, Brownie. Yeah, it's uh, not going to make anybody more secure. It's going to make some people feel like they're showing muscle. But uh, if you know, if you live in that region, and uh, my mother has retired up there recently, some hapless boater is going to get strafed essentially uh, at some point. And uh, you know, just after nine eleven, there was a. Uh, one of the little ferry boats going over from St. Ignace to Mackinac Island for uh, the tourism trippies there. Um, a group of Boy Scouts from Dearborn, who, of course, heavily Arab-American populated region, happened to be Arab-American Boy Scouts. And uh, people called the cops because they were taking photos of the bridge. Okay. So... Uh, there's no reason to suspect that Boy Scouts from Dearborn are going to blow up the Mackinac Bridge, okay? It's not going to happen. And then here, just to, to put this absurdity in an even deeper context, uh, is an, on the op-ed page of the Ann Arbor News today is a piece from the Flint Journal about how federal funding for protecting the Great Lakes as an environmental resource is woefully inadequate. Uh, Levin and uh, Ohio Senator Mike DeWine had put together a plan for a $23.5 billion plan. Well, it's been peeled back and only uh, $16 million can be apportioned to remedy the environmental damage of, as you say, one of the world's biggest supplies of great fresh water. Yeah, and, and protecting that fresh water <laughs> is crucial uh, for this survival of the United States of America and Indeed. one of the most uh, troubling um, recent developments is the fact that these uh, the, the states around the Great Lakes have, have yet to ratify um, because of course the inaction of these state legislatures they're, I don't know what they're doing I guess they have uh, elections to work on, but it's uh, very unfortunate that not one of these uh, state legislatures uh, have actually passed uh, Great Lakes protection um, yet. And uh, diverting water is openly discussed by those thirsty population-growing areas in the southwest. Yeah. And, of course, uh, population growth is in the news because apparently tomorrow at 746, uh, the 300th millionth, 300 millionth American uh, will come into existence, theoretically, somewhere in Los Angeles, uh, born to a Hispanic uh, mother. Well, maybe Pat Buchanan will have a stroke at, at that exact moment, and uh, feeling outnumbered as he is, exit. Yeah, and uh, there's this new book out, by the way, that uh, apparently hits bookshelves today that uh, I've... <laughs> Fortunately, one of the few uh, shining examples of intelligence on television these days is Keith Olbermann. Boy, that's for sure. Did you yeah. hear his uh, commentary? Yeah, he's had brilliant commentaries. Uh, you can probably uh, find them somewhere on the blog in the blogosphere. Yeah, it's available on uh, online. That are brilliant, actually. Uh, he's one of the few uh, mainstream media people that's willing to uh, call a spade a spade. And just real quickly, uh, look online for something called A Special Comment About Lying Yeah, by Keith Olbermann. Really powerful. I heard it rebroadcast on another radio station, and I was amazed. It, I saw it live when he did it, and he did one a couple of weeks ago that was equally um, intelligent because it was basically about the habeas corpus uh, 
situa- situation. It was encouraging to hear something, the likes of which you'd think, oh, I'm only going to hear that on a station like WCBN on a major mainstream outlet. Yeah, and it's interesting when he gives these commentaries just to kind of uh, um, clue the viewers in. It's amazing because he signs off with Edward R. Murrow's uh, Good Night and Good Luck, ah. and then he turns it over to Joe Scarborough, who's like this right-wing former congressman from Florida, friend of Mark Foley. Um and his jaw is always like, what, what do I say? I'm speechless. I can't follow that up with anything intelligent. That. I can't believe he hasn't been fired. Right. But I, I think uh, firing Keith Olbermann now would be a pretty obvious uh, reprisal uh, against free speech. But uh, it's this new book that uh, Olbermann featured a little bit last week on his show is, is just absolutely astounding. David Quo apparently appeared last night on 60 Minutes. I actually did catch about half of his little uh, spiel. Yeah, the book is called Tempting Faith, an Inside Story of Political Seduction. Yeah, and this is absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, of course, uh, once again, it's an example of uh, how the Karl Rove thinks. Uh, basically, the thesis of the book is that the faith-based initiative uh, promoted by the Bush administration is a bit of a sham and that the uh, political insiders in the Bush administration view the religious right as, quote, goofy and nuts. You mean the Bush administration has been lying to the Christians about how genuinely they support them? Yeah. It's, lying? It's amazing. Oh, my God. I mean, who 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 hasn't Bush lied to <laughs> yet? Maybe, maybe Barney. Barney might be the only... Uh, I'm sure Laura Bush has been lied to many times. <laughs> uh, no, Laura, I haven't been drinking. The piano has, not me. That's NyQuil on my breath. <laughs> but, yeah, this is just remarkable stuff. Um, and I definitely am going to read this book at, at some point because uh, just for the humor of it. Um, of course, Quo is comes across as one of these guys that feels uh, like uh, we've been duped by the Bush administration and their political operatives. And it's just, uh, it's remarkable stuff. And and if true, and it sounds completely credible to me, because uh, he gets into the specifics of the funding. Uh, and he, of course, is troubled. Oh, as you he can't put, spell fundamentalist without fund. Yeah, and he is very troubled by the fact that the fundamentalists, as he puts it, are um, exploiting uh their theoretical born-again status and ignoring the in basic messages of Jesus Christ. Indeed. Uh, and what's troubling him, of course, is the actual uh, failure to fund uh, these initiatives regarding poor people. And, of course, he's troubled by the fact that the Sermon on the Mount talks about such things. And um, I don't know how the Bush administration is going to undermine this guy. Yeah, indeed. Uh, from a president who once claimed that Jesus was his favorite philosopher, mm-hmm. I think he's pretty much painted into a corner as uh, having lied to Jesus. Well, that's when he probably won the uh, the hearts of the uh, evangelical Christians in America. And uh, I thought that Quo was, was profound when he said it's time to take a time out uh, regarding the exploitation of Christ in politics, and that he thinks that the evangelical movement uh, needs to uh, depoliticize things, and that would be nice, because we're seeing in all sorts of, uh, you know, our own state. Uh, I I understand that DeVos and Granholm are going to debate again tonight. Yeah, last one. And I hope to hear uh, DeVos once again uh, state 
unequivocally that he's against abortion in all cases except to save the life of a mother. So when Granholm just says, oh, well, you're against it in cases of rape and incest, I find that fairly extreme. Uh, yeah, and of course, stem cell research is a huge yep. issue in uh, in the state of Missouri, where I actually did catch the Senate debate on C-SPAN. Some of those Senate debates, by the way, on C-SPAN are really interesting because you get a, a, a you get to appreciate the different issues in other states uh, and what's playing well. But the uh, the loony the lunatic libertarian that was in the Montana Senate debate was absolutely amazing. I mean, he was hysterical. Of course, he was unequivocal about one thing. He thought that the President Bush should be impeached for shredding the Constitution. On that, I agreed with. But some of his other um, unbelievable conspiracy theories were just, I mean, they were hysterical. And uh, it's interesting that that's a state that uh, very obvious that the Republicans are going to lose because they have a very confused man who's senator from Montana named Conrad Burns. Who uh, see Montgomery Burns? He's a little bit like him. He's sort of, uh, I think, in the incipient stages of Alzheimer's disease. He's very confused up there. And at one point, he actually pointed at the Libertarian and called him a terrorist. <laughs> which, right in the middle of the debate. Yeah, which you know nice. fit right into uh, the Bush administration's uh, apparent uh, free speech news today. I had a great story about the ACLU has obtained documents that. Peace groups around the country, including the Quakers, are being surveilled by, no doubt, the Department of Homeland Security and maybe sure. this murky intelligence organization that Donald Rumsfeld has uh, working out of the Pentagon. Uh, this is very scary. Well, it's been known for a while, too, but it's even more disturbing uh, when you start to think about the uh, suspension of habeas corpus for those accused of terrorism. Yeah. So one moment you're a Quaker peacefully protesting an illegal and immoral war, and the next thing, you're a terrorist in Gitmo with a, your bag in, you know, head in a bag. One wonders if the Amish <laughs> may be accused of terrorism for uh, very, very uh, principled uh, act, asking for, ever, for forgiveness uh, regarding that terrible tra- school shooting tragedy that occurred there in uh, Pennsylvania a couple weeks ago. Remarkable stuff. Are we uh, nearing the end of the program? And uh, Yazoo yeah. City Calling is coming up next. So, Grady? Well, a few things that we'll just have to save for next week. Of course, all the headlines warning you about doom and gloom and nuclear details from North Korea. But, in fact, it may not have been radioactive at all. Yeah. As a later... Uh, well, apparently they did confirm today that it was, but I get back to the issue. Uh, this kiloton, the kilotonnage here apparently was 120th of Hiroshima, and the United States in 1952 dropped uh, tested hydrogen bombs that were 500 times Hiroshima. So the notion that North Korea is somehow a threat is... Uh, hmm. Ludicrous. Ludicrous, but typical of uh, the American propaganda machine that operates out of Washington. We are uh, running out of time. Uh, we would uh, like to thank an unknown engineer who stepped in very admirably uh, this evening uh, here on Gray Matters. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, the Down Home Blues Show.
I have few children. 